Hey, what's up, everyone? You're listening to The Man Reinvented Show. I'm your host, Scott Taylor. I'm a former door-to-door salesman who gave up a six-figure income that I earned in just four months out of the year to pursue my passion of making a bigger impact in the world. This is the podcast where I talk with amazing people making big changes to fulfill their deeper purpose. Let's get into today's episode. All right, welcome everyone. Um, welcome to the show, Man Reinvented. My name, I, my name's Scott Taylor. I'm your host, and I've got an amazing guy, Ryan McKinsey, with me. He's actually up in BC, British Columbia, Vancouver. Um, Ryan, why don't you introduce yourself a little bit? Cool. Thank, thanks, Scott, for having me. Uh, yeah, my name is Ryan McKenzie. I'm uh, living in beautiful Vancouver, British Columbia. Um, place. Yeah, I, I you know. I lived here my whole life. I hear everybody saying that I don't really have a lot of context for, for, for it being any different. So I, maybe I'm just, I'm just spoiled, but, uh, I, I do, I do like living here. Um, I've, uh, I've been doing kind of like some variety of online business or some form of business for the last about 20 years. Um, and you know, now we're, we're a pretty big subscription company. We have like subscription boxes. We help people, uh, put together subscription boxes. We have subscription products, subscription magazines, subscription. Like if it's something to do with subscription with a subscription software as a service, um, basically if there's a, a subscription model that I can wrap around something, um, we're basically, we're in it. So uh, yeah, that's, that's, that's awesome. The 30,000 foot feet of foot view of what I do. Awesome. Well, that's good. So, and everyone knows it's watching. I mean, obviously the premise behind my show, the reason I started this is, you know, I've, found myself kind of stuck in a, in a path and a career that I wanted to reinvent myself. And when me and Ryan, we first met on Facebook, um, we were kind of chatting back, back and forth about being fathers because he just became a, a recent father and I did too, um, of another child, I guess he has three, I have four. Um, but anyways, um, Ryan was like, heck yeah, I've done all kinds of stuff and I would, I would love to share in with your podcast and share my stories. And so, that's kind of why we're here. Um, and so I want to go into in your kind of your back, your backstory. I mean, you went through college and all that. What just kind of take us back to college and then walk us slowly through to where you're at right now. And let's hear some of your, let's hear some yeah. of the messy stuff. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of messy stuff, but, uh, <laughs> like, yeah. So, I mean, I was already, so I, I was going to college. I started going to college in, in like 1999. So I'm, I'm probably the older than the average, uh, the average internet marketing bear. But, uh, uh, you know, I was back then we were, we just like advertising was the big thing. It's like the dot com bubble. And we thought that we were put, trying to put together anything that, you know, could get eyeballs. And we had uh, me and one of my partners, which is actually still, I have, I have two partners, two main partners now, but one of my, uh, one of them was, I've been actually friends with him since kindergarten. His name's Kevin Hinton. And uh, we had, we were, putting together websites. We had this website. It was called uh, media lunchboxes. <laughs> it's gone now, but it was like, had like funny jokes and videos and all that kind of stuff. And um, we had, a, we, we built this massive email list. I like think it was half a million or a million subscribers that would get like these daily jokes and there'd be like newsletter ads and stuff like that. We were working with all sorts of different advertising platforms and that was kind of how we got started. Wow. Like we were one of the, we had, there's a, I have a newspaper article at home, uh, pre-YouTube that was like website. It was a, from a UK newspaper that was like UK or 
Canadian website sharing video video on the internet or something like that. But um, and that was you guys. That was us. Yeah, and we like we were we were doing it pretty greasy. We had like a server set up connected to like our cable internet in the basement of Kevin's house, and uh, the cable provider wound up actually getting mad at us because we built our own email platform to, to send the emails originally and we were like oh, wow. totally clogged up their entire mail server it was it was crazy you had to say it was a school experiment and somebody got into it but uh-huh. yeah that, that was kind of how we started and uh so i was going to college um i went up for, for getting to register to pay on like my fourth year so i got deregistered from all the classes i was uh, signed up for so i decided i guess i'm taking a semester off and i actually went up getting a job at ebay which just so happens to be eBay used to be literally in my office that I'm sitting in right now. Like the building wow. I'm in was eBay's back That's then. That's when they started. No. So eBay was already started, but they launched oh, their okay. customer service stuff in, in Canada here in Vancouver. And yeah, I worked in this building. I worked there for like three weeks and then I got a job offer at this other tech company called Crystal Decisions, which eventually got bought by Business Objects, which got bought by SAP. Um, and I went up working there for like three years um and while we like grew like some of this other stuff like we did some affiliate marketing um uh, one of the big things that we kind of built while i was there was a a ringtone subscription service and we built that like really big um between like 2006 to 2008 and then um there was some lawsuits and stuff like that just in that space and we had a couple like fallings out falling out like we did a lot of seo back then and we were, we were, it was going amazing. Like we were doing at the time we were like 25 years old. We were probably generating, we we're generating six figures a month in revenue from these the subscriptions. It was like amazing for being wow. 25. I thought like, I thought like at that point in my life, I'm like, I made it. This is it. Uh-huh. We're, 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 we're doing it. Right. And uh, yeah, we got, we wound up getting shut down. You got and, sued, right? That's what you were telling well, me earlier. Yeah, we got to be, yeah, we, we were part of like the, the, the company that was, like basically running everything for us. Um, they got sued and we had to pay part of the class action lawsuit. Um, wow. And then, yeah, it was pretty crazy. So um, that was a big eye opener. Um, and was, we were investing all, almost all of the money. We had some bad accounting advice that told us to take shareholder loans all year and then pay our taxes once a year. Um, and so we were taking all that money and we were investing it in this like for, foreign currency thing. And it was like, it seemed like it was totally above board. It was with somebody I used to work with at Crystal Decisions. And like, it was registered with like the Securities Commission and all these things. And it was like three weeks after that thing got shut down. I got like this, like, we were putting all of our money, like all of our income tax money in there. Like, oh, well, we'll just make our money back. They're giving us like 1% a week. It was like, obviously mm-hmm. way too good to be true. And then that wanted to be a Ponzi scheme. So we lost all of that money and it was all taxes we owed the government. So first of all, we lost our business and then we lost all of the money to pay the government. And like, I'm sure, you know, the government does not mess around when it comes to taxes. So that was, that sat on our shoulders for like, God, like four years to pay down that deck. It was, it was close to six figures and we had like no income all of a sudden. Wow. So that was, that, that was one real big speed bump on, on our side. Um, so we kind of made like an, I don't want to say we we're unethical or unmoral or whatever before, before this happened, but we decided to make a case for like, let's build something that like helps change the world or like starts like, you know, it's like the ringtone people were paying money that's on their cell phone every month. It's probably a crappy experience. Um, let's try and do something that's going to make people's lives better. So we built this platform um, 
Kevin, my partner, he's a developer, built this platform called InfoBarrel. And it was basically a place where people who wanted to make money online, some sort of passive income, could come and create content. And we would give them 75% of the revenue generated by the ads. And mm. that site like blew up too. Um, but it didn't blow up right away. So a few, a few months into running it, we were out of money. And I like I had a house and I had like a crazy car payment and like you know, houses in Vancouver aren't cheap. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I went up like, I'm like, what am I going to do? Uh, so I went up going and selling cell phones at like for a communications company, like Bell, which is the company, big, big carrier out here in Canada, uh-huh. which was like, like for me, that was like just the biggest shot to my ego. Like probably like the most embarrassing thing in the world was for me to go from what I thought I was in my head to standing in a mall selling people cell phones, like total humble pie. Oh man, people would come in that I knew and I would like try to, before they could see who that I was in there, I'd try to sneak in the back and hide. Try to I hide. Like, <clears throat> yeah, I was like, fuck, I was part of my language. I'm like, I don't like, that's not how people know me as or whatever, right? Like just uh-huh. like pure ego, like, like just a lesson in like, uh, like uh, humility. Um, and I, you know, at first I was apprehensive about really trying to take this as like a life lesson, but I decided to like really dig into the whole sales side of things, like the, take the sales training they had and try to like do the best I could at it. And, you know, hopefully that skill will take me other places. And so I wound up embracing that for a couple of years and wind up getting, becoming a pretty decent salesperson. Um, and uh, yeah, sorry, I'm just like talking like crazy. Oh, no, you're, that's awesome. No, that's great. Yeah. No. And that's, you know, those are the types of places I like to figure out because um, where I think a lot of people are where they're, when they're stuck in a career or, you know, like, or, or they had something happen to them where they're like, just humble, like, you know, h- how to dig yourself out of that. That's what people are trying to figure out, you know? Yeah. And so that's, I, I really appreciate that. Um, you sharing that story. That's awesome. So from yeah. there, after the sales and you've done this website, what was the next steps from there? Yeah. So that site, that site continued to grow like crazy. Um, like it was, we were up to, I don't remember the exact numbers, but like, I mean, it was, it was still wasn't like big, like the other, the other stuff that we had before, but I think we were doing almost 20,000 a month um, by like early 20, uh, 2012. I was still working, selling cell phones. Um, and I'd actually, uh, you know, since I was selling cell phones, I was doing it 20 hours a week. So I was doing this during the day. And then the afternoons I was going and selling cell phones and I would sell cell phones on the weekend, one or two days. I was doing it 20 hours of cell phone sales. And I went up getting uh, the top performer award. Uh, I think it was the second highest sales in BC for, uh, for cell phones in 2011, wow. which was like, to me, that was like, like super amazing. And the reason I'm not telling you that to brag, but what happened. So when I got that award, they sent me to Montreal um, with all the other top performers for like, you know, like a, a big event and it was awesome. And it was like, you know, they gave us all sorts of awesome stuff. But when I landed back in Vancouver, I looked at my cell phone and I was just like checking the stats on um, the website. And all of a sudden, like, like something like three quarters of our traffic was gone, which means three quarters of our revenue was gone. And was this a Google it, slap or what was it? Yeah, it was, it was like, it was Google when Google first rolled out, uh, Panda, I think it was 20, I think it was, uh, no, it was 2011. Sorry. It was 2011. It was, uh, February, 2011 was when this happened. And I was like, you know, they, there wasn't really that much news around what would just happen, but like everything was like, almost all of it was gone. <coughs> wow. Um, and this is right when I landed. I was like, I remember being at the airport, like looking at my phone, which was like, 
back then was like a blackberry or like something that like barely had any sort of internet but i i i, mm-hmm. I don't know how i was looking at the stats anyways and like basically my entire world like <laughs> ripped apart again wow and yeah it was so we tried to fix it and then penguin rolled out and then just like slap after slap after slap after slap because we had like we had something like a hundred thousand pieces of content and you know we tried to police it but some you know marketers get their hooks and things and 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 can screw things up so it was like we managed to stop the bleed but it just wasn't like it just wasn't we we, we spun our wheels man for like two years and outside of the time when we lost the the subscription service, like that was like probably the most stressful time in my top two most stressful times of my whole entire life. Um, like I would be driving like the, back in 2007 when I got shut down or 2008, I would be driving and I'd be so stressed. That I would just like start screaming by myself, like, like, like full on, like I didn't know what to do. Right. Like I was, I couldn't ask my parents for money. Like I like, how am I going to start another business again? But so anyways, same kind of like feelings, came back again with that. And I was just like, I don't know if I'm cut out to do business. Like maybe, uh-huh. maybe this shit is just like, like how many times am I going to go through this roller coaster of emotions? So in 2012, I got offered a, um, uh, a job as a longshoreman, which is a pretty good job. Um, uh-huh. make really good money. Um, so I was like, okay, well, I'm going to stop selling cell phones and I'm going to go and I'm going to work part-time do like longshoring and I'll continue, you know, I'll, I'll grind through the business. And like, what is longshoring? So longshoring is like, um, uh, basically all the containers and stuff that, that land in the waterfront. Oh. Um, it's basically like all the work that happens at the ports. Like, mm-hmm. it, pay, like it pays most of the guys there are making good six figure income. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's, it's a dangerous job. Yeah. Um, but it's, but it's local. So I, you know, I'm like, while I was doing that, I'm like, man, do I really want to keep putting myself through all this to like, I've got a job here. I can make like, you know, six figures and I don't have to think, I don't have to worry about stuff. Like, like, yeah. There, that like, good a good old dilemma of do I do the simple, easy life, picket fence mm-hmm. life, or do I keep listening to my entrepreneurial spirit? Yeah. So, yeah. So, yeah. So I, yeah. Like I, Totally, man. So I got raked, raked. I was doing that. It was, you know, financially I was doing okay. I wasn't, it wasn't like hurting or anything like that. And then we had an opportunity with um, one of my, my, my other partner. Now we were kind of working with um, him and like some of his magazines, uh, just like we were doing some consulting. We shared an office and there was an opportunity, opportunity to do like a merger with uh, another couple guys that were um, big magazine guys that were looking to find ways to, that they can, you know, further monetize the magazines and outside of just advertising. So we took it and, uh, yeah, for the first, the first two years of that, like, you know, I got, I got, my salary was decent. Again, I wasn't like scraping by with the business. Mm -hmm. I was able to like stop doing all the other side stuff and and just, just do this. Salary wasn't like amazing or anything like that, but I had like a good chunk of equity and we went up uh, taking over a couple extra magazines. And then we had, so we had like, Explorer Magazine, Canadian Traveler Magazine. We had Info Barrel still. Um, we took over British Columbia Magazine from the government. Uh, we, we acquired it in that, in that phase. And then uh, in 2016, um, the partners, two of the partners that we had joined up with wanted to kind of go in a different direction. So we sold them one of the magazines and uh, three of us stuck together, like the original one, the original guy that I had met in my, at the office space. 
and we sold them BC Magazine and we took over full control of the company. And that's kind of when we started doing like subscription boxes and all this other stuff. So like the other guys wanted to stay like really magazine focused and we wanted to, we were like, well, you know, there's magazines are great and everything like that. But the way that we look at magazines is that's an audience that we can, we can sell things to um, and not just sell advertising to. So uh, when we transitioned away from them, we, we started focusing more on growing um, like, like software to handle these subscriptions. Um, and then we dove like headfirst into subscription boxes. And now, you know, a couple of years later, we're easily the largest subscription box company uh, in Canada. Wow. Was, you know, now we have like subscription, like one, we have like a laundry detergent product um, that's like a monthly subscription, which is, we just launched a few months ago and it's like close to 3000 subscribers. We've got an outdoor adventure subscription box that's uh, about a hundred bucks a box. And you have We've a got, podcast based around that one, right? So yeah, Explore yeah, has a door. podcast. Yeah. yeah, yeah, Explore has a podcast. Um, it's got a magazine, a podcast. It's got like, you know, a big Facebook following. Um, that that brand's huge. It's like that Explore magazine's like an iconic Canadian magazine. It's, it's in the mm-hmm. US too, but it's been almost 40 years old. Um, so we wrap that around there. We have like a, a, a box for travelers called Experience the World box and then we have like boxes with a few partners uh, as well and we like uh, we're just like you know things are nice and healthy again now mm-hmm. um, and like it's funny though like you know when you're when you're kind of like on top it feels like i don't i don't i don't feel invincible by any stretch of the imagination because i've done the dips so many mm-hmm. times um but one thing that that's kind of changed from before like like there was dips even before the one that I told you, like just like search stuff. I've been doing SEO for so long, but like before it was like, that was my main tool set. And when that, it was slow to start something new. So like when something went away, like it would, it took me a long time to, to start another business where like now I feel like a lot more rounded as an individual. Like, I feel like, like you can't like one thing can't hurt me. Like you take away, you take away my, my, my search engine traffic, no big deal. I still have paid. I can still do media buys. I can buy Facebook ads. I could buy Google ads. I could buy ads in whatever platform because I understand how that works. You know, you take away that stuff. It's not a big deal. I still have, I still have sales. Like I understand I, I can do like sales either, either by like through sales letter or, or like I can sell somebody something through chat or through email or on the phone or in person or whatever it is. Like, I feel mm-hmm. like, like from a personal development standpoint through having to go through all of these um, these like dips, these valleys and, and peaks and valleys or whatever, like they've given me the skill sets that it doesn't really matter what kind of throws my way. Like, you know, this still doesn't mean I can't, that things can't bring me down, but it means that the, the rate that how quickly I can get back up. Um, like I, I, I don't think I would ever be in a position where I would feel like I needed to work a particular job anymore just because of the fact that I know I, I could provide value to whether it's like to start a new business or whether it's provide high value to like somebody else's business or to help solve people's problems. Like I just like the old Ryan was very like one dimensional. Like I'm really good. I feel like I'm really good at doing this one thing, mm-hmm. but like everything else, like, you know, if that, if you take that away from me, like I didn't, I, I, I didn't really have an amazing skill set that would allow me to survive. So, um, you know, and when you're at the bottom, 
inversely, like when you're at the bottom, it feels like you're never going to fucking get back up again. Like, I don't know, like, like when I was, when I owe all that money to the government, I also had like a whole bunch of personal debt. And I was just like, I'm getting like a thousand dollars a month from my business and I'm selling cell phones and I'm making like, you know, 40 grand a year selling cell phones, which sounds like a lot, but like being in Vancouver with a house and like an expensive car. Yeah. Vancouver is pretty much like California is LA. California is for, for America. Yeah. It's like San, more like San Fran, like, or San you know, like Francisco. A, house, a house. I live 30 minutes from Vancouver and the new house is like two point something million. That's um, insane. Yeah. Like rent one bedroom condo rent is like uh, 1700 bucks. Like, wow. it's, like it's not cheap. So, um, but yeah, like, you know, there's just the bottom, the bottom, you feel when you're at the bottom, you never feel like you're going to get back out again. Mm-hmm. And that's why a lot of people, you know, can get to the, like an edge, like not, not like the edge, but you know, like I can see where people feel like they, they can't get themselves back out of where they, where they back to where they were or claw themselves out. Um, but you know, there, there, there's, there's always a way. Mm-hmm. Don't put yeah, yourself, so build yourself a wall. <laughs> yeah. Oh, for sure. And it's easy to build those walls, at least in your mind. You feel like, man, when you when you're at the bottom, it it's so painful. I know there. I, I know I've been there before. So it sounds like you just totally diversified yourself, man. Your experiences all came together, and you know, having that ability to kind of if this drops off, then this can pick up, and that's so cool. So yeah, yeah. I know in hindsight, it's easy to look at that when you're going yeah. through the crap. It's hard to see it, but um, yeah, I think like. Sorry, go ahead. go ahead. No, you go ahead. I was gonna say, like, I was gonna say, like, I think, like, you know, a good skill to have is, like, being able to look at where what you're having success in, and like trying to figure out ways that you can, like, like, basically, kind of like laterally, like, how can you take that and like expand on it, like either like, okay, this is working really well for me. How can I apply these systems to something else or mm-hmm. how can I apply these systems again inside of what I'm already doing in a slightly different way to, <clears throat> to expand that. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. Kind of yeah. That's kind of where I'm at right now. Like, you know, I've done sales <laughs> for 10 years and I'm really good at it. I've probably, you know, produced a couple two three million in revenue over the last few mm-hmm. years, just in my sales ability. And so here I am, I'm trying to go online, trying to figure out this online stuff. And ultimately I've come to the realization that, man, I've already got the skill. I just need to put it online and take my sales ability. And so right now I'm in the process of exploring the, the options of putting together a sales course just for everyone, you know, yeah. all types of different markets and niche it out and yeah. do that. So in fact, I did a Facebook live last week and I just did this like little like hype post where hey guys i'm gonna do this training have you ever done those before yeah no i've not seen them i've seen them lots yeah. comment below if you want you know want to be a part of it and i'll message you and i did it man it was like the biggest like home run i've ever done on a facebook live it was a huge i have over a thousand views for me that's a big deal yeah it's yeah. on my own personal profile you know so i did this little sales training i did three little things and it was huge people loved it so did it kind of sell, did you sell any of it or no, I didn't sell anything. I was just basically testing the concept, basically, you know, um, trying to do the market approach where I, you know, I gather an audience and I go out there and show what I'm, what I'm worth yeah. and let them kind of vote with their, their engagement, I guess, you know, that's cool. So anyways, that's kind of where I'm at, but, um, 
man, you've been through a lot of crap, dude. <laughs> yeah, there's, I mean, there's more stuff. There's, there's, a, there's a couple other, like, other, I'm not going to get into it, but like other, other random rabbit holes that happen, like nothing illegal or battering like that. Uh-huh. Along the way. It's like, uh, like there's, yeah, I, I, I don't want to say that. I don't think I've had like a more challenging life than other people or anything like that. Like I chose this. This is what I like. I could, uh-huh. I could have put an end to all of it just by going and working. So it's yep. not like there's a lot of people that are a lot more hard out than me, but yeah, like it's when you look back on things, it's pretty crazy sometimes when you think like, wow, I persevered through, through, through a bit. <laughs> uh-huh. Absolutely. Now, what do you think? I was going to ask you this. What do you think? I mean, obviously you've got some ambition, you've got some skills, you've got some stuff in you. That's just not normal to go through all those like ups and downs. And so what do you think? Like, if you were to talk to somebody that's just starting out in their career and they're like, what advice would you give them? Like, what do you think you had in you that helped you get through all that? Like somebody like that's getting started in a career or mm-hmm. like something like that. I guess somebody that wants to start an online business, start to get in the online business space. Yeah. I mean, I, 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 kinda, I don't know. Like, I don't, everybody's obviously different. Like everybody has different personality types. And like, I'm just, I'm one of those personally, I'm, I'm somebody that's like really ambitious with whatever I'm doing, whether it's like, if it's like tied to fitness or like I'm black and white too, which has a lot of faults. Like I don't, if I suck at something, I don't do it. Like I just also stop like, uh-huh. um, but like the lesson in that, uh, I mean, you know, I, I, again, that's not for everybody to be like that, but like people are like, first of all, I hate like all like the hustler, crap that people always talk about like i hate that whole like hustle 10x rah, rah, rah. like i think that's i think that's just like a load of like bullshit for for people that uh that feel like that feel, somehow get validated out of being busy like everybody's busy right like mm-hmm. like let's be honest there's only like you know a percentage of the activities that you do in a day that are actually going to have impact on on whatever it is that you're trying to accomplish and like all the make do like pissing around on Facebook, having conversations with people or whatever, which I do too. Um, that's not really working. Like that's just like, yeah, you might be networking or whatever, but like yeah, people, I, I don't know. I, I hate that the hustler mindset, but with that said, um, I also don't really believe in like balance, like, like what people I think there's like this, like there's two, there's two, there's two types of people. There's like, are two major sides to this, like kind of conversation. There's like the hustlers work 24 seven grind, rise and grind, you know, you know, put in work, you go get there eventually, blah, 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 blah. There's, there's gold at the end of the freaking rainbow. You just got to freaking chase it long enough. And then there's the other side of things that are like, you need to live a balanced life. You know, you need to go get exercise. You need to like, uh, you know, have all these types of relationships and you need to like do yoga and be spiritual and blah, 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 blah. And they all need to be divided into four equal parts. And like, you need to have like this relationship with your kid and your dad and your whatever. Right. Like, I think, I think that's bullshit too. I think like you need to figure out what is important to you and go all in on it. So like, I think like for me, like, um, like if you were to say, Ryan, what would you do tomorrow if you sold your business? Um, outside of like spending time with my, my, my family, like my kids, it would be, I would start another business. So it's like, you, you know, like you, you, you go to a fisherman, you help him set up a whole shop and then you sell it. He's the ones selling it somewhere down the road. You, you come back and he's probably going to be there fishing on the side of the, 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 the pond again, because he likes to fish. Like mm-hmm. I like business. I like the game. And to me, it's like playing SimCity or like a video game when I was a kid, except for it's real. Um, mm-hmm. 
so like for me, I just love, I just love business. Like, like, so I'm, I, I, I listen to audiobooks. I read books all the time and I look for things like in my systems, like, you know, I'm going to kind of go on a tangent here, but like, I like, like one of the ways that I find success is that like, that's repeatable is that whatever it is that I'm doing is I try to build it into, and I'm not the most organized person in the world either. So this is, this is tough for me, but I try to, um, before everything I did myself and it was, it was horrible. I could get no leverage. So go all in and then try to build a system that you can, you can model and then recycle. So if you start one business or whatever, um, and, and you, you know, you go through this process, like, like a good example would be like, and this is like really low level, but like when you start a business, chances are if you're a solopreneur or solo entrepreneur, you're gonna have to do the customer service mm-hmm. because it's just you. So uh, when you launch, you know, for the first X period of time, you do all the customer service. Like even, like even if I had a team, I would still do the customer service for the first, like say two weeks, three weeks until I had enough information on how the customers are going to communicate to me that I can create a system that I can give to my customer service team so that they can get, like communicate with the customer the exact way that I want them to communicate with them so that they get the, the best experience. So like that's, that's a really, really low level um, kind of thing about building a system. But like, you know, like we, I built the, we, me and my partners, we built a system called uh, VL, VLOS. It's validate, um, launch, optimize, scale. And that's what we use to grow these businesses. And each letter has like different, different kind of like elements that we do in order to make sure that something's going to fly. And every, every piece of those, uh, every letter in there, every like element isn't broken down into a system yet, but like something that I try to do and something that like, this is something that I'm focusing on in the next year is um, building standard operating procedures in all those little chunks of my business so that when I can take my skills that I've learned or I read in a book or a course that I've taken and I can take that and I can take the chunks out of that, apply it to my personal system system. Mm-hmm. And then when I go to do something in the future, whether it's me doing it or I can give it to somebody else to do, I can be like, here, go follow this step in the system. And so that we can roll out, like it's basically provide yourself with leverage. Right. So I, I mean, back to your question is what would I recommend to people is that I would, would be unbalanced. If I figure out what you like, um, and if business is something that you like, build yourself a personal system so that you can get leverage on yourself. Um, because that is one of the most difficult things that people in business struggle with is that they think that they're the only person that can do the tasks that they're doing because they're the only one that's intimate enough with the business. So if you're going to go all in, document what it is that you do so that when you, if, if that other thing that you happen to be passionate about is your family or water skiing or skiing or snow skiing or I don't know, four by fouring that you mm-hmm. could eventually have the option to offload the things the, the 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 pendulum, which has been swung so far over to business to swing back over to your other passions. And you can, you, whenever you want, you can go back over here and continue to grow it out. So, it, so know. find, be able to document it so you can find someone to do it for you, but you understand the whole process because you're the one that actually started it in the first place. Yeah. Like, I think, again, like if you're going to be, if you're going to be imbalanced, be in, be imbalanced intelligently so that when you decide that you don't want to be imbalanced or you, you know, you get bored of that business or whatever the hell it is, you, you're not stuck. You can go and do whatever that other thing is. You can go be imbalanced in whatever your other passions are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Good advice. What's what's a, a favorite book of yours that you like, or maybe a top three books? Oh man, I read a lot of books. Um, you read the E Myth? I have. Yeah, that's a fantastic book. Great it's book. Like systemizing and stuff like that. Yeah. Yep. I was I had a big conversation about uh, Mr. Gerber yesterday with somebody at lunch. Um, that's a good book. Uh, a book. The most the book I just recently finished is really damn good. It's called uh, Never Lose Another Customer Again by um, Joey Coleman. Um, What's another book? Um, some other good stuff I've read lately. I'll give you a couple more because I've, I've read some awesome books lately uh, or listened to them anyways. Um, Joey Coleman, Never Lose a Customer Again. So good. Like, so worth listening to. Um, Get out your notes, everyone. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Doberman Dan's got a wicked book out right now called uh, Just Sell the Damn Thing. Really good. Um, probably my, my one of my favorite books this year, though, I would say is Atomic Habits by James Clear. That's, I would say it's my favorite book of the year. What's the title? Atomic Habits. Atomic, okay. Like, so good. And I don't know, I've, like, I've read tons of stuff. I've read like the David Goggins book and some uh-huh. stuff, Seth Godin's books this year. But those are, those are probably my top three for the year. Okay. Now, as far as I know, you're, you're, you're all in about going all in and, and being in balance and being okay with that. What are some tools, technology, tricks that you use, I guess, to keep yourself organized in that area that you've chosen to? Um, you know, I'm, 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 like I said, I'm not the most organized person in the world, but I'm like, I'm, I'm pretty organized. I mean, I'm organized in my head. So like, I like, I'm a pretty big creature of like routine um, and atomic habits actually has some really good tools for that. So, you know, I do, I have my, my stuff that I schedule for the week, like my certain, my, my specific calls, with my team and, uh, and stuff like that. But, um, in terms of like day to day, like I used to get overwhelmed a lot and something that I do that works really well for, like, I actually, I, I usually shut down at like five o'clock, like considering that I'm, uh, a little out balanced or, not balanced. I don't, I don't feel like I'm that balanced is like, I used to have to do a lot of working at night. I shut down at five o'clock now for the most part, I might check some stats and stuff like that, but I, I typically don't pick my computer back up again. Um, unless I just launch something and I need to, something's important, but, um, uh, you know, I'm a big habit guy. Like, so when I get to the office in the morning, I like try to like write down, like what are the core, the big things that I need to accomplish today? Like what are a few tasks that I have to get done? Um, and I like, I would keep that to do list and I just, I don't feel bad if I don't bang everything off the list. Like I know that like I have to get, if I can get some of this off the list, then I can feel good about it. Um, and then, you know, that's, that's like one little thing. Like I just try to make sure that I bang one big thing off the list. Um, everything I pretty much have now is generally big enough that it, that it, it's important, but, um, somebody taught me that actually a long time ago when I, when I worked at crystal decisions was like, make a list of everything that you have to do for the day. And then, uh, this, this actually helps you for getting overwhelmed is yeah, like, I do this list, list them based on how long they're going to take. And then like, what's the most important. And then like, if I'm getting really overwhelmed, like there's like, there's usually a couple of things that take like a minute or like five minutes and I'll go bang like three or four of those like really quick ones off just so like, okay, I'm deleting stuff off this list. I feel good about it. I feel good about it, you know? Um, and then I'll go, once I've kind of got that out of the way, then I'll go do a big one. Um, that's, that's one thing that helps a lot for like my business life. Um, something that I used to struggle with in my personal life would be like getting enough exercise. Like I used, before I had kids, I 
would exercise like religion every day. Mm-hmm. And now it's like, I try to squeeze it in during my, like during the day when I'm at my office, like I'll try to go to the gym, like try to, you know, grind through enough stuff that I, that I don't feel bad leaving. I go to the gym, but something I added to my, uh, my daily routine, um, probably like three or four months ago. And it's like really impacted my, my both like my physique as well as like, kind of like how I feel about like about fitness and, and my being healthy is, uh, after I put my kids to bed at like eight or nine o'clock at night, um, I'll do like, I'll do like an eight minute workout every day. It's just like, I'll pick one exercise, like either body weight or I have a cup, I have like a kettlebell and stuff like that, but I'll do, uh, eight rounds one every minute. I'll do like eight, eight, eight or 10 reps of whatever the exercise is for eight minutes. And it like resets my head back into like, kind of like being present at home. Um, and it gives me enough, it gives me enough exercise that I feel like, like, like it's pretty, usually pretty high intensity cause it's, it's higher volume and quick. Um, but it also prevents me from like, since it's like eight or nine o'clock at night, kids are down, I get the exercise and then my head isn't going towards like, I should go grab some sort of crappy snack from the cupboard uh-huh. because I've yeah. brought like fitness and, and health to like the forefront of my life, my, what my, my mind. And so I'll finish the night off healthy instead of like kind of going down like a, like your, your standard, like tired dad mode, eat, eat some snacks, have a beer. Let's go eat also. some ice cream. Yeah. Kids are in so, bed, some cereal. Totally. Yeah. Oh, just give me like honey nut Cheerios and like a mix of gold, man. Like, oh. yeah, that, that's, that's like, that's probably my biggest, like, like personal life hack that I've kind of that's added. Cool. I like that. Mm-hmm. I might, I might incorporate that, man. I might steal that one from you. Do it. Trust me, me. I, I typically run in the mornings. That's what I do. Most mornings try to get up before the kids get up and go running. Um, right now I'm completely at home so I can do that. But, um, yeah, if I don't get my fitness in, in the day, man, my head is not right. Yeah. It's, it's crazy, right? Like, yeah, it's important. It's important. I guess it shows you how important it is. Oh yeah. It's the foundation I think of, of being able to be successful is you got to have your, your fitness right and your, your body right. So, well, that's awesome, man. Um, there's one other direction. I feel like, dude, I feel like all the stuff you said, you created a ton of value and I really appreciate it. Um, you got some amazing stories. Um, <laughs> Thanks, man. Where I'd like to uh, kind of turn here, and I think, you know, we kind of connected on that question where I was in Facebook said, hey, <laughs> how do you guys balance your life being a dad and all that, right? I was just kind of testing some, some different things, and you responded, and I loved what you said. But um, can you kind of just, I mean, obviously your family is super important to you, and I can tell that. Um, what are some things you do, I guess, to show your wife and show your children that they're a top priority in your, in your life? Like, what are some, some rituals, I guess, things you do? Like, how do you, how do you balance being a dad and this crazy yeah. entrepreneurial journey you're on? Yeah, so I actually have a really cool one because, like, that, honestly, I, I used to struggle with that a lot, too. Um, I don't remember what I said in that thread, but, like, uh, you know, I, I had a lot of, like, like guilt or, like... You know, I think you said F balance. And yeah, yeah, yeah. On like, yeah. <laughs> just pretty much what you said. Yeah. And it, like, it, you know, it resonated because people have this like idealistic, you know, m- mindset that they have to have everything perfectly balanced and like regimented in this picket fence. And that's just not the reality for an, an entrepreneur. It just, yeah, it can't be. I don't think it's honestly, I don't think it's the reality for anybody. Like, yeah. like, you know, like, like, tell me the last time like that you met like, somebody that was balanced that was fun like okay hey guys you know what like 
we should stop at three beers because <laughs> you might get a little bit too buzzed if you have a fourth beer or oh, like, yeah. no, nope, no, nope, we can't go past like the, the merry-go-round at the park. That, that roller coaster looks a little bit dangerous. Like, like, <laughs> like, like nobody likes that dick. Like seriously, yeah. like sorry for the language, but like, like it's just like, I think it's just like this idea that like it's perfectionism, but like people don't actually think it through. Like, uh-huh. you know, like you think like Wayne, you think like, like Kobe Bryant or like Wayne Gretzky or like, like, you know, like those people are imbalanced too. And I'm sure there's things that they wish that they were better at in their life, but you're, everybody's always going to have things that they wish they're better at in life. And like, and I'll kind of get back to the thing you're asking me is like, what do I do with my kids? And um, I was actually at my son's uh, kindergarten orientation a couple weeks ago, <clears throat> maybe it was a month ago, whenever it was. And um long boring thing where they like talk and ramble on ramble on they had a psychologist there which i thought was interesting and she did a presentation like just like totally out of the blue and she said this thing um that really resonated with me so i'm like i'm gonna try to apply this to my life and she said that um children need 15 to 25 minutes a day of um of play where they were child-led play where they get to decide what you do and what you play and how you play. They need that every day to be emotional, like to feel like, first of all, that what they want to do or what they think uh, matters. And um, that you're actually, you care about like, you know, they, they feel like you want to be there with them when, when you stick around, when they get to pick the things to do. So before like that hit home with me pretty hard because when we would play um, before, when I just had two kids, my son, he's a bit older. So he would try and he would mostly dominate how we were playing. Mm-hmm. And I always kind of felt bad for my daughter. Um, and also I didn't really, I wasn't putting boundaries on my son. So I took what she said and I'm like, well, I'm just going to like say, give my kids and be like, you know what, here's the deal. You get every day, you each get 25 minutes where you get to pick like, whether it's like seven o'clock, whether it's like five o'clock when I get home or like if we're out doing stuff, we don't get home until eight o'clock or whatever. You get that time no matter what. Like that's, I will stay up. And even if it's like, like I'm going to, I'm going to let you have that. And my daughter doesn't like a timer, but my son loves the timer. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just pick it. I look what time it is. And it's like, okay, we're Taylor. We're going to wrap up at like this time or whatever. And then we play it. If my son tries to interrupt, like you can play with us, but she gets to pick what we're going to play. Mm. So every night it takes me about an hour right now. Um, and I also use this as a tool for discipline or like if I'm trying to get them to do like things that are like, I want to say like algorithmic, like, like go to pee before you go to bed. So yeah. if you don't pee the bed, you'll get an extra minute. So like <laughs> things like, not things that are like, like, like do the laundry, but like, you know, things that you should be programmed to do regardless. Uh-huh. Uh, because I don't want there to be like extrinsic motivation to like, like do clean your dishes. So anyways, like, like I'll, I'll, or if they like start being mean to each other, I'm like, do you want to lose minutes? And now they love that they get this like dedicated time where they get to lead what we're doing for that little chunk that like, they like losing a minute. Like my son's like, no, 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 no. Or like oh. at the end of the day, he's like, dad, I got 27 minutes. Mom said I got a minute cause I did this. I was nice to my sister or whatever. So like now we have like this little, it's like, again, everything in my life just sounds like it's like robotic, but we have, I oh, still no. play with them. I still play with them. I just, and this is one last thing like tied to this. I think like if that was the only time, only attention that I ever gave them, I would feel bad because it felt like they're on the clock and that's, I'm only going to give them attention when it's like being measured. But like, 
I still play with them like leading up to that time or whatever and do other stuff with them. But like that is their, that's their 25 minutes to be like, this is what we're doing, dad. And mm-hmm. you know, we do it. And then, and then, you know, then the next one gets their 25 minutes and they get the feel like they, they and I thank them for playing with me at the end too. So mm-hmm. that they like, like, thanks for playing with me, Taylor. Thanks for playing with me, Josh. And like, it's, uh, I don't know. That's not, that's like, the two things that I've done this year that have like really helped me is that the fitness thing. And then this one has helped me emotionally because when I'm done playing with them afterwards, like if I want to go and have an, do a little bit of exercise or do something for me, I, I don't, there's zero guilt because I just, I just did exactly what would like, I feel good that I just play with them and they got to choose what we do. That's awesome. Yeah. I, I do something similar to that where I, I snuggle my kids every night almost yeah you know, for a good like five ten minutes but uh yeah that's um and that and i give them a little chance to kind of chit chat with me yeah you know, kind of pillow talk so but that's cool i like that that 25 minute thing from a psychologist awesome what about being a husband what are, what are some hacks or things that you do that's a tough one especially when you have kids and like things yeah. start kind of pushing away that relationship where you kind of yeah. put the relationship on the back burner but like really if mom and dad are good, everything's good. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I try to, I, I, I don't know. I don't know what my wife would, would say, but you know, like I try to like, I, I try my best to be like, to be supportive and like do, to do things that like be like, I'm, I'm not a, an organized person in my way. It's very organized. Uh-huh. So for me to, uh, I think, I think by default, she thinks that I'm either like, if, if I'm not cleaning up my stuff that I'm like kind of disrespecting her, but uh-huh. it's not, it's not that I'm being like that. It's just like, I'm just, you know, I'm just all, my head's all over the place all the time. It's just the way mm-hmm. that I am. So, you know, for me, the, I try to do things that try, like, I find that she's happier when I'm more proactive with the things that she thinks I'm sloppy about, if that makes mm-hmm. sense. So like, like doing the dishes or making yeah. the bed out of you get when you get out of it or something, right? Totally. And like, you know, like my, my standards for doing the bed aren't up to her standards. So trying to do it a little bit better. Um, and that's something, honestly, like, <laughs> excuse me, something that I, that I do str- <coughs> excuse me, struggle with. So uh, uh-huh. just like, you know, I was telling my sister this the other day, like if like she was in, in a fight with somebody and I was just saying like, you know, like you, no, if somebody's upset with you or like, if you're getting poor responses from somebody, um, you can't go and like tell them to change. Like you, you have to think about what can you do that's going to affect that person positively so that they either treat you or respond to you the way that you want to be res- responded to. So what is it that you have to do? Like, what is it that you have to do for them in order to get the response? And the response is never like, like, Hey, you did this wrong because nobody ever in the history of human human beings has ever responded positively to like, Hey, I hate this behavior that you're doing. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, it's like, you know, it's, it's, so for me, it's like, I try to, I'm not trying to get things out of my wife per se, but like, I feel like, um, how you, what, what there's things that you can do, uh, that show that you care, um, and, and can make your relationship better just by virtue of, of being cognizant of what it is that you do that probably triggers, um, you know, negative, not negative thoughts, but just like, what can you do to make them stay in a good mood? Um, mm-hmm. 
because that, I mean, at the end of the day, like if you can, if you can stop people from being unhappy, it's a lot more likely that you're going to be happy as a couple because mm-hmm. people aren't people like, I don't know. Like I think when people sit around and stew about how somebody, something somebody did piss them off, you're going to, it's just going to, well, well, then they also did this. They also did this. So if you can kind of like eliminate that type of like thought patterns before it can turn into something greater, I think uh, uh, you're going to be ahead of the game, but yeah. I don't know. I, I can't give you, I, I don't have a real good wife hack for you. <laughs> <laughs> one, one, one thing that I've been trying to work on and you, you've seen um, two and a half men, right? The TV show. Yeah. 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 Case. Yeah. Uh, one episode where his brother's ex-wife is hanging out with him and Chevy's yeah. like, he's telling him all this stuff. He's like, I understand. And he just keeps telling her, I understand over and over again. And she just like opens up more and more and like they <laughs> reciprocate. And he just keeps saying, I understand. And <laughs> I mean, as men for me, like I want to solve everything for my wife. Yes. You know, and she just wants me to listen to her and validate her. Men, are, men and women are so different. And so I've just tried to learn to just that one statement. I understand. That's hard. I understand. <laughs> I've, I've heard, I've seen this, like this, like, uh, this line being tossed around the internet. Like you just need to hold space. You need to hold, hold space. space. Oh man. That sounds pretty, uh, what's the word? Like politically space. correct. Yeah. You see that, you know what? We don't want, we don't want our problems solved. We just want you to hold space for us. Hold space yeah. for us. Wow. That just makes me confused. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I'm listening. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, that's awesome, man. Um, I think we've gone a little bit, a little bit over our time, but man, you're, you're, you're such a, an interesting person, Ryan. And, um, I really appreciate you jumping on the show with me. Um, is there any last words, anything, one last thing? I mean, knowing that my audience is people that like are trying to change their career around, is there one last thing you'd like to share, um, that would give them a little bit of like a little help? I mean, jump you know like jump jump like if you when i when i used to work at crystal decisions i remember like when we first started i first started taking calls and like doing support or whatever um they would be like there would be like somebody on the on the line and they were like that they could jump in and talk and like solve the problem if i got stuck or whatever and when you got when you got like the safety net or when you got like we, they used to say like swim with the sharks and you'll learn to swim. Right. Like yeah, if there's absolutely. no, like that urgency, like even in like day to day stuff now, if I don't, if I don't have some sort of like external pressure, like a deadline or something like that, like it's not, it's not, it's not getting done. So like, it's pretty easy to procrastinate and not move forward with things when you have something else that's going to be your savior. Like if you have, mm-hmm. if, if you're, if you know, like, at the end of the day, you're always going to be okay. Like, you know, you can go and get another job. You can go in, like, you can go, money's money. There's always going to be something else that you can do. Unless you're working like some crazy job where you're making half a million dollars a year being a banker, you you never be able to get back in again. Maybe it makes sense to think a little bit before you you make the move. But like, Mm -hmm. you know, like if, if you're kind of in between things right now, like, like cut the cord, man, like just get out there and do whatever it is you actually want to do because that's the best way to learn is when 
first of all, you're fully immersed. And then second of all, when you don't have something else to fall back on is like when, like, like if you got to close, if you're, if you're on a, if you're on a, a sales call and you know that if you don't close this person, you're probably not going to be able to like, you're going to be having like ramen for dinner. Chances are you're going to be, you're going to, you know, bust some more objections and like, mm-hmm. and like, like get on the same level with that person emotionally so that they, they want to give you their money. But if you're just like, Oh, the next sales call, I'll close the next guy. No big deal. Like, like, you know, just jump, just do it. Like, just do it. Go all in. That's awesome, man. That's, that's kind of my philosophy as well. So I, re- I appreciate that guys out there that are listening. Um, just do it. Just do man it. up, woman up. Do it, right. <laughs> so I guess, um, if you, just to kind of wrap things up, guys, um, if you like what you're hearing, um, go down and subscribe. That's number one. Help this show get kind of pushed out there. Subscribe. Give it a thumbs up. Give it a heart, whatever it takes. Um, give, me some, give me a review. And honestly, like when I first started saying these, please be nice. But honestly, give me some feedback. I don't care. Whatever it is, I'm open. Um, and if the you Ryan, know someone... Ryan guy's a jerk. <laughs> <laughs> no. Ryan, you've been fantastic today and I really appreciate it. Um, but yeah, guys, go, go and share this around with people that you think that would, I mean, we all know people that are stuck in a situation they hate or that, you know, that they're, they've gone down a path and they've realized, freak, I want to do something new. I want to do something more. There's this whisper in the back of your head that says, I want to do more, be more and give more in life. We can totally do that guys. An online business is an amazing um, vehicle that allows us to take whatever our passion is, have such a greater reach and impact. And so just go do it guys. Um, I'll wrap things up. I've, I've kind of come with up this, this saying, um, if you want to do more, be more and give more, you've got to become more. And the only way to do that is to grow more, push yourself, put yourself in uncomfortable situations. If you're comfortable then do something that makes you uncomfortable and that'll inspire you to, you know, push yourself in situations where you're going to grow to become what you need to become, to be satisfied in your, in your career and your life and learn the things that you need to learn. So I'm going to leave it at that. Ryan McKinsey, dude, thank you so much. Um, how do people find you really quick? Uh, you can find me on Facebook. Uh, I think my Facebook URL is uh, facebook.com slash the Rye, R-Y-E, McKenzie, M-C-K-E-N-Z-I-E. Um, or you can find me on Twitter. I probably won't respond too much because I, I don't use it that much, but uh, yeah, it's uh, Rye McKenzie on Twitter. Okay. And uh, that, that's, that, those are the places that you can track me down. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Ryan. We're going to leave it here. And uh, you have a great day, man. Appreciate it. Thanks, dude. Cheers.